Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Coming at you from the front lines of the most boring dystopia. Isolation, Terry, Damn, that was good. <laughs> really? You like that? Yeah. I tried out a new method involving my hands. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of this whole coronavirus thing. I'm quite sick of it, too. How has your week been, Sonia? My week has been just fine. I discovered that by tilting my computer a little to the left, I could fix a kink in my neck that was developing. <laughs> I also put a pillow on my chair to elevate my seat, which also improved the ergonomics of my sitting your, situation. Your so I'm like soaring as a person. Ainsley, you fled the north. How's that panning out for you? I did. I fled the north. Moved in with my man, didn't really like realize the weight of that until I was like moved in. I was like, hey, wait, like we we live together now. We kind of just like <laughs> did it without like discussing it as like a major decision. We were just like, yeah, we're doing that. And then we were like, oh, I guess we're living together for the rest of our lives now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> wait, Damn. rest of lives? That. Well, wow. I mean, like, Dylan was going to move up to Sudbury, and we were going to get a house, so it's like, now I'm here, and our next move is going to move up north, so. Well, it just uh, it just sped up the process for you. Yeah, but it's sweet. I, like, uh, I talked to my boss, and she was, like, really cool, and she was like, you have a job whenever you come back. Like, I don't know, obviously everything's up in the air right now. And then <clears throat> talked to my landlord she didn't respond to me for like five days i was like emailing her texting her being like hey so like i'm giving my notice i'm moving out just no response and then she finally responded and was like okay she's probably in hiding ever since her uh corona party yeah that's what i was thinking so dylan and i drove up there a couple days ago got all my shit out of there pieced the scene and now i'm back here and i was like dylan we are gutting your fucking house so that like I can have some space and there's not a bunch of like gross boy shit in it he was like fine so we've just been like moving and like completely gutting his house so I just like haven't stopped I barely even looked at my phone for the three for like the past week I don't even know what's going on in our discord chat I barely even know what we're talking about on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) you just keep doing your lord of the rings impressions and you'll be just fine okay sweet Oh, yeah, we. Brayden. Sorry. Sorry. I thought. No, go ahead. Continue. I was just going to say Dylan had a futon in his room. And I was like, okay, so let's throw out the futon. He was like, what? Why? It's a good futon. And I was like, wait, You're- a futon aside from a mattress as well? Or the futon is his mattress? No, it's like an extra futon. But it's still like, it's one of those like metal frame ones. And it's just gross. And has like Morty hair all over it. And I was just like, is it like sagging in the center? Yeah, it's terrible. And he was like, what? I got that like only a year ago. I was like, we've been dating for over a year. And you've had it the entire time that I've been dating you. So nothing you say is accurate now. Like you can't be a man. I got it on the curb. It was in great condition. I know. I was like, you can't be a man who is almost 30 
and own a futon that resides in your room. It's just like, you, know, like you just can't. True. You I feel can't like a it. futon is like the quintessential like bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> like a woman has to come in and remove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a rite of passage into like an adult <laughs> relationship. The futon must go. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, my week has been good. I'm feeling better. I have been exercising again, and that's taken the edge off the crippling depression of social. No, I don't. Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I'm feeling better. I've been outside. The weather's been so nice, and that's nice. It's been beautiful. It has. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't this beautiful last year. But, and yeah, I've been going for walks, and like everyone now says hello to you, I guess. Like, that's a mm. response to corona you know everyone's oh, friendly oh not in my like- area everywhere i walk i'll be I'll, I'll like kind of you know when you're trying to make eye contact so you can do like the good <laughs> yeah. afternoon and they just kind of like look away i'm like it's not uh-huh. gonna transfer through my eyes <laughs> oh, here everyone says everyone says hello and that's nice i just went on a mission to the grocery store Yikes. and the lineup was very far away i guess people don't know where i live so i can't give you a marker but it was very long did you go to superstore um, yeah, I went to the superstore. I saw Dylan's roommate. Um, but we, uh, uh, sidewalks form a built-in pandemic lineup system. Like, everyone stands in every other block. It's perfect. And the lady in front of me was straddling two blocks, and I've never been more annoyed at something <laughs> in my life. I feel like I was, I, was, I was, like, filming her. I was so mad. I would argue I was, that there, it makes... There's a clear distinction. I would argue that it makes more sense for everyone to stand on every other line instead of just be inside the box because when you're inside a box with borders it gives you more of an inclination to like bounce around within those borders and move around but if you're on a line you know to stay on the line no but it's a it was like a 45 minute wait you should have a box with which to roam in and it's every other box so you have space and that's cool if you think that but everyone else was doing the other way she she was just just knocking to the side i was glaring at her and i was very (laughs) offended did she absorb the glare at all or is she gonna reoffend? and then i see her in the store and she she got too close to me so anyway she's my nemesis of the week but besides that my week has been relatively uh good compared to how was the superstore like space wise because dylan keeps saying that he has to keep running into the back because everybody just still doesn't understand social distancing whatsoever uh it was actually really good in my opinion like some people get a bit close but they really aren't letting that many people in at a time, so it's it's better than your like average shopping day for sure. There's no lineups for the tills, so that part was great. But it was like it was quite cold out, and waiting in line sucked. But inside, it was good. Um, I wore a mask, and uh, some guy when Dylan and I were at apocalyptic. We we went to Canadian Tire like a few days ago to get. I didn't remember what we were getting now. But um, we were just, like, looking at something in the aisle, and then this guy came into the aisle in a, with a cart and, like, walked, like, right behind us, but, like, we weren't really paying attention. And then another guy was, um, like, started entering the aisle from the other side and then just, like, yelled at the guy who passed us with the cart being like, hey, buddy, like, didn't you know, like, it's social distancing. You just walked right by these poor people and, like, blah, blah, blah. And Dylan and I were just like, oh, oh, dear, like. I'm uh, okay. <laughs> just like bailed the scene. I was like, 
You can do that nicely, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, you just give them an evil look. Everyone knows that. You're like, uh, or you or just it... cough, start coughing, like, yeah. um, I just very back loudly. up kind of like obviously, so they like get the point. Kind Dofo of. said like, we could publicly shame, so yeah. guns yeah. out. He, he, he gave us the Trust. the permission. <laughs> Jenna, yeah, how have really you been? Yell at people. I've had a good week. Um, <laughs> I have taken up. Uh, neighborhood watch um there have been multiple instances of criminal activity uh outside of ryan's house he kind of lives in a sketchier neighborhood um and he lives on the upper level of a home so i get like a really good view of everything and there have been multiple police chases and crazy things happening guns out it's been like crazy and i've also uh, we found a Facebook group called Nosy Neighbors for the town that he lives in. So I've been watching that a lot. And then I I became so obsessed that I started to ignore Ryan. And he was like, Jenna, like, oh you need to step God. away from the windows. And then I said this and like it made sense in my mind. I was like, I really want to be a witness to something so I can like help the case. And then he's like, so you're saying that you want you a want crime to, to happen. But that's not what I meant. We've you know, all seen I just, our lips are it, sealed. So. Like that was like the dream, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's been that's been my week. Other than that, it's been fine. Oh, Brayden, I've also become a gamer girl, and I've tried playing Call of Duty for the first time. Now I can't get in. <laughs> that's a no, really I, funny game to start out with I, for you. <laughs> I know. I had to text the producer immediately, being like, "This is it. I did it." So I'm all about Animal Crossing and Nintendo in general. Because you can pretend you're outside like your avatar. Yeah, it seems like Animal Crossing <laughs> would be a very good game right now to like escape the situation. It's perfect because you're, you're doing all the things you want to be doing in a safe, controlled Like making your garden and talking to people. <laughs> yes, interacting <laughs> with neighbors and uh, being in nature. I don't know, making Damn, money. Son. <laughs> Damn, son. Do you guys prefer, just curious, in terms of like... Um, making coronavirus sound like just like a fun little thing do you prefer calling it the corones or the Ugh. rona the rona for sure i think i would choose really, I'm neither partial to corones. and i like corones isn't even really a short form yeah, corones is it's also not. it's too close to crohn's like, crones, like yeah. the crohn's disease yeah. i yeah i'd be more about you're just wrong corona. it's absolutely wrong <laughs> <laughs> may i throw in a third option for your please do pondering the ronski the Ronski. The fucking Ronski. Can't bots. go out because the fucking Ronski. <laughs> Can't go out, out for there. a rip because of the Ronski spot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Okay. Time for the double double. Two of the top trending tweets in Canada this week. Mmm. Coffee. In the time of the Koronskis. I'm sorry, I just did like Hashtag gentle. Zoom bombing. <laughs> What's Zoom bombing? Oh, is this about people uninvited crashing Zoom meetings? Precisely. Oh, like the so, hackers? Yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's not even you, hackers. You just join them. Yeah, because the links to join a Zoom meeting can be public. Or even if they're not public, if you just like type in random numbers, you could probably like hit one because there's so Ooh, many going on right now. I want to do this now. Is that wrong of <laughs> no, me? No, yeah. it's shitty. <laughs> I'm in, uh, I go to like my NA and AA meetings online and people like crash them and like say 
like rude things i guess about you've addicts. been zoom bombed no i haven't but um a lot of people i know have i haven't been going that's kind of bad meetings. for aa and na because that like kind of completely oh, yeah, destroys the anonymity <laughs> like but no they've started doing passwords but people still will post like the passwords online and that kind of affects the whole principle that anyone can go mm-hmm. so but i mean they have to do what they have to do but then I also have found there's, like, a lot of fear-mongering now because I'm in some online groups and people are, like, posting these crazy articles about how people are going in and, like, destroying things. And it's like, okay, like, it sucks, but, like, we don't need to be, like, all, like, rallying together about how, like, precious this is. I don't know. It's, like, yeah, annoying. Yeah, I read an article in the Toronto Star today and it was talking about, like, the, like, serious trauma that this inflicts and, like just uh talking about these like serious hackers going in like neo-nazis like i'm sure it's happened <laughs> but i'm sure 99 percent of the time it's some like fucking like, like 13 17 year olds <laughs> in the basement yeah. logging on and being like i read I an know, like, i read an article like, <laughs> this this guy named dennis johnson he was in the middle of a zoom meeting i guess but he was defending his doc doctoral dissertation um, and it was about the struggles of African-Americans in California's education system. And then I guess he, in his uh, words, he said, I, I was talking about students of color, specifically black students. Um, as I'm talking about this, I see a circle on my screen, then another circle. And then I see another shape. It's a penis. And he, he talked about how he was very traumatized and how it really emotionally affected him. I mean, like, oh of course, God. like, Brayden says it sucks. Like, that's, that's, they're assholes. But, like, <laughs> once you go too far, like, people who... I've been so irony poisoned by the internet that I'm just like, of course people on the internet are going to tell you to go fuck yourself and, like, say fucked up shit. Like, what do you think? <laughs> irony but, yeah, like, poison. People are like, beautiful. oh, I love alcohol or whatever in an AA meeting. It's like, what, like fuck, like, that's not going to make you... I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's not going to make me relapse like, i know i just like, can't like mm. relate like we'll just people put it that say way. that anyway <laughs> and like pe- like people have been doing i don't know there's been worse things from people that were invited so i don't know it's it's annoying at at the worst i think it's opinion. yeah i think it's just mostly funny like <laughs> If I, okay, like I've been in some meetings where I'm like, please, someone zoom bomb this, please, please, I I'll wanna, do anything. Ainsley, you're going to become a zoom bomber, aren't you? I don't have the time right now, I think but kids, definitely kids are when making, I do. Apparently, kids are making like TikToks of it, at like doing it, and then making videos. So that's what people are concerned about with the anonymity thing. But again, mm. that seems one of those like, what is that called? Like a folk? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Urban myth. Yeah, the things where, like, parents are like, oh, my God, kids are doing this awful thing. and like, Oh, one, yeah, like one, the sex bracelets. E- yeah, like folk like taboo. I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, one, a few kids did that. Like, I, there's not a bunch of TikToks out there. If there is, like, fucking. Also, like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, NA thing, and AA thing, it's like, why don't they just use Skype then? Um, it, they're use I don't I, I don't know I think it's that would eliminate probably, this, the fucking bombing problem. I think entirely. I think Zoom is like a lot better for meetings, especially like there, there's like there's more options, over hundred yeah. there's over a hundred people in them and stuff. The password thing like generally eliminates that, and I don't know people just like to feel victimized. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Hashtag speaking moistly, <laughs> moistly. Hi, I'm speaking moistly. Ew, that was disgusting. <laughs> We should insert the song here. Yes. <laughs> yes. That song is so good. I was blown Speaking away by mostly. it. So so Justin Trudeau, um, True Daddy, was giving his regular Corona talk. 
and he was talking about wearing the masks and uh, how they can prevent you from speaking moistly. And in a very human <laughs> moment, he realized that that sounded kind of gross, maybe. <laughs> Is that Ainsley? Yes. Yeah. Did you see it, Ainsley? Yeah. What what part of the story are you responding to right now with that last week? Every time, like speaking moistly, and the song was just so good. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't he like a boy? His reactions to his own mistakes are the best part. I know he's so endearing when he fucks up. I don't even think it's endearing. I I feel like it's like a robotic like response being like, oh wow, my apologies. Like it's Uh, (laughs) really I I feel like that's what because people always say he's so slick, but I don't I I feel like that's just how he is. And like in that that moment it seemed pretty real. And then like even like after the blackface (laughs) thing when he was like, Yeah, I uh, (laughs) shouldn't have done that. He had his hands in his pockets, like that felt pretty real to me. It seemed like you know, not not like one of his canned like usual like Canadians are looking at us to lead. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I think I if was you're raised moment. by a politician too, you probably learn a lot of that like robot speak from your parents. It's probably yeah, true the territory. Um, can we? I wanted to say also, can we hear it for the lady doing the ESL interpretation in the bottom corner? You can hear it. No, but we we can't hear. There's a, there's a deaf joke here. I'm just not reaching it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh was God, like, <laughs> you just like malfunction. <laughs> but like, she's going for it. Like, she's interpreting the shit out of whatever they say. Hell yeah. Yeah they they, they go between two or no wait oh my gosh I'm talking about the Doug Fords dude. Never mind. I'm getting them all confused. They call her the boss interpreter. Do you think that the field of um, uh, sign language interpreter is very competitive, so they have to be very cool? Yes. <laughs> I would love to look into that and know a little bit more yeah. about that because you're probably right. How do they pick one? Like, if you have, like, a hot one, Must maybe you're you tempted. Be <laughs> no, you can't be deaf. You have to hear what the person is saying to interpret it. Was that a joke? I, I honestly didn't see the problem with what you said until you Okay, on it, I don't know. I I could see it as not being of a highly populated field in general. I mean, who really learns sign yeah, language? But, but even there's if there's also just like five not guys jobs available. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like even yeah, five guys. There's probably like once a year that you need them. And to be the prime minister's interpreter, that's like elite job. Like you have to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. What do you think? Like you need to be the do you sassiest, think you need to have flair? Do you yeah. do you need to have good like hand eye coordination? I think you need facial, to have good facial, facial movements. Yeah, facial expressions for sure. Because maybe they like tell a super whole other like, story. Super like normal looking, you know? So like relatable, like not too distracting from the star of the show which is the pm yeah do you, th- Justin's do you think like, they this have- one's too hot this one's hair is too good it's gonna <laughs> overshadow me do they th- do you think they have like tryouts like american idol or something sure. and it's just like a panel For of sure. like deaf individuals and then they just go up and like do it to like a fucking snoop dog song or something and then they all like x them out if they suck yeah, for sure that happens. In my fantasy about this, this is how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm just choosing to, to Well, yeah, because what are you going to put it. on your resume? Like, 
I'm real good at this. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if their well, hands have to be, job. like, very well kept, too, you know? Like, they have to be, like, super clean. Do they have no, to do they're moving little, so like, fast, you can't even see the quality of their hands. Do you think they have to do strength tests? Like, like lift little tiny mini barbells with their each finger? Endurance. Strength. Perseverance. Flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> she is the ESL interpreter. We gotta record a video for the Instagram of just, like, a little hand running around an obstacle course. <laughs> Ainsley's on one tonight. Yeah. Oh my God. She's losing it. We're losing you're the, her. You're the poster child for what can happen. <laughs> oh my quarantine. God. Sorry, I'm so distracted. I'm looking out the windows and everyone looks like a suspect. Oh, uh, Jenna's the other, the other consequence of isolation is like extreme paranoia. <laughs> Angie's kind of having a good time with it. Yeah. My imagination's just like busting out. Okay, let's talk about Amazon. True Daddy made another announcement. That's he's been making a lot of announcements recently. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Who, he, who knows uh, the most about this? I don't know if I know the most, but I'll uh, quickly explain. So Trudeau basically announced that Canada is going to partner with Amazon and not the Canada Post um, for delivery. I guess it was a contract, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was to distribute medical equipment. Yeah, but Amazon so to- in the end is partnering with Canada Post and Perlator, so I don't understand that whole thing. I guess they're using Amazon workers. Yeah, yeah. So um, initially, this uh, there was some complaints because they signed an agreement with Amazon. Um, there's issues with Amazon, and the obvious question, I guess, would be why not Canada Post? Mm-hmm. But um, Ainsley's right. Um, there's a difference between delivery and like kind of lo- the logistics and the distribution side of it. So I guess the argument is that Amazon's like fulfilling the orders and doing all the planning and then mm. Canada Post and even Pure Later and um, some other companies are going to be delivering the package. And Canada Post is already pretty overwhelmed. Uh, so I've read. So like are the are the companies making all this PPE stuff like um, packaging it? And then sending it to Amazon, or is Amazon packaging it as well and then sending it out? Oh, I would assume that the companies are packaging it, like in their original package, you mean, or their mailing package? I'm not sure, because like I don't think Amazon would be making their packaging for them. But it's just like Amazon's dependent on the amounts, right? Like yeah, I don't know. Like Amazon makes their own products, but I, I'm I'm assuming the company making the medical products already has a packaging system. Yeah, and then they're probably just uh, organizing how to get it like as quickly as possible from the companies to wherever the hell it needs to go, which is various hospitals, medical clinics, and I don't know wherever the fuck else they need this equipment. Um, but there's <laughs> in the conversation online about this, there was a lot of hate going towards Canada Post. Oh. So uh, here's one tweeter, Monica Field. If I wanted something delivered, Canada Post is my last choice. I could go to the zoo, hire a mule, and it would be delivered faster than Canada Post. Oh my god. (laughs) How do you guys feel about Canada Post? Do you have this hatred towards it? I've never had full-blown hatred toward Canada Post. I mainly have just gotten annoyed a couple times when I've been home. They knock really quickly and run out and then they leave the slip and then I have to go to the post office like 24 hours later when I was home, you know? I, ha- and that whole I have thing. like a... 
Yes. I have kind of a funny story with them. And so at my work, we get mail delivery every day, obviously. And we had this great lady that was all sassy and efficient. And she had been in the process of retiring for a long time and every day would tell us how many days she had left. It was all cute and we liked her. So when she was eventually replaced with these younger guys, they wouldn't, so they we have a mail slot and they would just stuff her mail through but not come in and get our outgoing mail. So we kept trying to catch them. Like we were literally laying traps because we needed to tell them to come in. Like we taped up the mail slot, but they would just like shove it as hard as they could. So a little bit of cat I, and mouse there. Yeah. So I would like physically had to run after one once. I'm like, you have to take our mail. And he knew. I could see on his face that he was caught. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. But they kept doing it. And like every day I'd have to catch them. Um, so this so- was Canada Post worker? Yeah, it was Canada Post. We had like they cycled between a couple of guys, and they just were really reluctant to come in and get our mail. And I always Why, had to like, chase them. You're you no, they're were, lazy. That's so weird. <laughs> they're well, they're before, on a deadline. Amazon yeah, does it too. Yeah, they like fucking they drop it off and then they fucking book it. Like they're gone. Yeah. I hear the doorbell and I'm like, oh, and I go up and he's like, Zzz! you see the car <laughs> like fucking getting the fuck out of here. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have issues, but I don't really order things very often uh sean seems to order something every fucking day uh so i don't know i'm not monitoring how well that's going (laughs) but i was reading a little bit because every so often there's a big debate about whether we should privatize canada post and so this whole thing is like look at how efficient amazon is uh we're relying on them and not canada post but you know canada post is a crown corporation and it's been getting its budget slashed like pretty consistently so it gets to that whole thing where we underfund public services and then we complain that they suck yeah it's kind of um a self-fulfilling prophecy but also it's interesting just thinking about mail too in general i was reading about how mail has gone mail volumes have gone way down because of the internet obviously so letter Mm -hmm. mail and ad mail is way down but parcel volumes are way up because now everyone buys their shit online right um and also Canada's population uh, is increasing, like the number of houses that there are to deliver is increasing, but the volume of mail is decreasing. So basically their costs are going up, but the they're making less money because the volume of mail is going down. My first thought when reading this argument was like, oh, that's awful because Amazon has become kind of a poster child for an evil corporation. Um, side note, <laughs> I use Amazon quite frequently, so whatever. But um, yeah, so my first thought was like, oh, this is awful. But then again, I'm like, they need to get medical supplies fast as I'm sure they've considered this and how it needs to be done fast. And likely they were the most efficient company to choose. Yeah, I agree with that. I have always had like warm fuzzies for Canada Post. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want it in anybody else's hands, you know? Like, I just. Post office? Yeah, I just like respect Canada Post. And like, I'm like, yeah, you can fucking. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too. I don't care because you're cute. Like, (laughs) yeah, I agree. I'm like, that's what they do. It's funny. But if Amazon fucks up my mail, I'm like, fuck you. Like, you deserve to die, kind of thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't don't know. Again, I mean, most of these times, it's not like them fully fucking up. I mean, I think I've maybe had one package that was lost, but it's usually just like the time factor. And obviously, Amazon has like Jeff Bozos has like created a whole system where he gets things out as efficiently as Mm -hmm. possible. And I guess it just goes back to all of us being very impatient. So therefore, we resent Canada Post. And the reason he can do that is because he contracts out all the employees and they don't make very much money so it's like 
that's the cost of it. And we, we need a public postal service because Canada is huge. And if you privatize it, then they're, all the postal service is going to be concentrated in the urban areas. And how the fuck are people in the Yukon going to get their yeah. mail? Like, who the fuck is going to want to deliver it? It's going to be astronomically mm-hmm. expensive. We need to kind of like distribute it over the country. That's a good job for that couple that tried to escape <laughs> yeah. to the north. Can deliver the mail. <laughs> you guys are henceforth the Amazon delivery bitches. <laughs> oh yeah, you asked for it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the other issue too with the whole Amazon thing is um, in that article uh, that woman was bringing up that there haven't been enough precautions taken for the employees. Like they haven't been provided with enough protective gear and there haven't really, there's, there's nothing being monitored essentially. Like nobody's really going out and ensuring the safety of the employees and supplying them with what they need to not get sick or make other people sick. And they, they can't really take time off or like say they're going into isolation because it's like risky for them. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like we're all supposed to not go to stores um, because like it's n- not essential. You don't need this. I don't know whatever it is, cotton balls or uh, a metal ruler um, right now. But like you can order that <laughs> shit, and you have like a precarious worker coming, and like basically they risk yeah. their <laughs> their life to do it. Yeah. So we're just like I'm social distancing, but it's like, but I I mean I guess, but they're putting it in like that is more controlled than us all going out yeah. to get it. It's having like specific people yeah, doing no, it. it. It's an improvement, but um, I guess I just thought that that was kind of funny, especially talking talking about. Um, at the Amazon facilities, they're like, we can't fucking practice like the the things that they're telling us to do. It's impossible because yeah. we have to be just in and out like really yeah. quickly. I do see delivery people coming okay. with like a mask on, and I'm just like, hope hope that's working <laughs> for you. I know they're not doing like Canada Post included. Um, they're not like you don't have to sign for packages at this point or there shouldn't be any interaction they can just drop it off i know they did that amazon is getting a lot of attention right now for all of this shit and like the way that its employees are treated and da 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 because it's obviously like trudeau just made that major decision about them but it's like other shit too like what about like grocery store workers and pharmacy workers and stuff it's like they don't they're not being given like masks and all this fucking equipment and they're getting paid way less than like other people you know what i mean like and the government just came out with that article too being like oh grocery stores are all getting friday and sunday off this week for the so the employees can rest and everyone's like oh congratulations government you're so nice and kind it's like they already had those fucking days off you're not giving them anything like those were already holidays (laughs) i just don't get it yeah i was gonna i was gonna mention that before i agree with you i think because amazon's such a um such an easy target for that but i'm assuming that in terms of regulating ppe etc that's probably a problem with every company mine included because they have to hire people to do those jobs too and they don't want other people coming into your company so i think Mm -hmm. it happens so quickly that that's probably just an overarching issue yeah no precarity isn't like concentrated in amazon solely it's definitely exists in basically all sorts of retail i would really love to like talk to manufacturing is a delivery driver for Amazon and just get like all the super deets 
We'll just order something and then shove a mic. You just try to <laughs> try to catch them. <laughs> I can't catch you gotta, them. I'll, I'll catch one. I have skill. Ambush the next delivery driver that I comes almost, to your door. I, I was on Amazon today and I was like, oh, I'm just going to order something silly and like a like a costume and then surprise Dylan with it. So <laughs> so I just have this like nun outfit in my in my cart. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like These people are risking their lives. And I'm like, <laughs> nun costume. <laughs> well you gotta you know if you go crazy that's gonna negatively impact everyone because you have the potential to do a lot of damage so you do what you need to do to stay sane Ainsley true that true that I'm buying the nun costume <laughs> dofo tell us about dofo Jenna tell us all about dofo okay um <laughs> or Dougie as we like to call him on the pod Dougie F teach uh, me how to Dougie uh, um, Thanks, so Sonia. he has drawn uh, a lot of praise. Um, political analysts are saying that his almost regular daily briefings around uh, Corona, um, he's been really responsive and engaging, and he is gaining a lot of approval from all of Ontario, including um, people who really resented him at first. And... Basically, uh, there's this one article where they said that his conduct his conduct um, used to be compared to Trump's, but his public appearances have been free from any political attacks, which is very true. I haven't really seen any negative media on him because I think yeah, that he is doing a great job. And he also that people are praising him because he's giving pr- credit uh, to scientists and public health officials. And he's departed from his usual agenda of trying to balance the uh, province's books. And he's been boosting income for lower income people and changing the spring budget to be completely Corona related. Um, Do you think that's kind of like applauding the bare minimum because like he's doing what he should be doing right now? I don't think think it's special. I think compared to other leaders, um, including Trudeau, I find... His actions more uh, real. Um, I genuinely like when I watch Trudeau versus when I watch Ford. I genuinely like admire how Ford is handling it. I don't really mm-hmm. like. I can see him actually like helping lead us out of lead us out of this crisis. Whereas Trudeau, like I, I don't know. I have this like deep seated hate for him, but I just feel like he's like fluffs around things yeah i I feel like he fluffs around things and isn't like extremely genuine i wonder if that's more to do with their respective positions because trudeau kind of has to speak in generalizations because like doug ford can can more talk as though we are his people because it's this one province or trudeau kind of has to make it a general statement at all times he's more there as like a figurehead where well i think that well both of them both of them have to like stick to certain talking points and um keep things pretty general like i remember when i had to be at like multiple announcements where ford was at i would see his like speeches and talking points but it's the politician politician's decision to kind of like veer from that if they want or like add in an extra sentence that is like coming from themselves and i just feel like trudeau there there could be i think a little bit of room for him to show more 
empathy. Like I just don't believe it personally. And I also, I really did applaud Ford when he decided to come out with the data um, where Trudeau didn't want to tell everyone about um, the projected numbers going forward. And And Ford was like, I want to be transparent. And, but that's probably your personal opinion too, on like how, the numbers would affect the public too. Like I'm sure Trudeau and Ford both sat down and looked at both options and were like, should we reveal this or should we not? What are the pros and cons kind of thing, you know? And if Trudeau had his reasons, he, they were probably good ones. And Ford just didn't agree with that. It's a difference of opinion. You know, I don't think one is necessarily doing better than the other because they wanted to make a decision about something that will affect all, all Canadians really. To play the devil's advocate about DOFO too. Um, I don't. Is it almost more insidious that he is now? Yeah, I uh, pandering agree. to the, or not pandering, but rather doing the things that we would agree with when he wasn't before. Because because now that's politically uh, beneficial for him. So before that, those actions. So it's really yeah. that he's flip flopping between those two personalities when they are beneficial for him, right? If he had stuck by that, it, the things that people didn't agree with with him are because of his like conservative policies where this isn't political. This is like people's health and it's for everyone. You know, like those the things that drew hate from other people were him cutting things to get the budget back on. Yeah, track. so it's easy votes like I'm sure he actually cares. But at the end of the day, he is a politician looking to be voted in again. Everything he does is a move on a chessboard for him. You know, like I think he's making good decisions for Ontario's and I do like like what he's doing. But do I think he's special for them? No, I think he's simply doing what health officials are suggesting and being transparent about the effects of every of the virus and everything, which is the right thing to do. I don't think he deserves an applause for doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Maybe a little like affirming nod, but that's pretty much it. My question is like, will it last? And will he carry these lessons out when yeah. we move forward beyond this? You know? Yeah, fair. Um, I, I wonder, do you guys think that this pandemic is, I is it beneficial generally to a politician that isn't a complete moron like Trump's really shitting the bed but that's trump i mean um but in terms of it's it almost seems like a good this is like uh like a good way for them to come across well yeah build rapport yeah. and they're it's like, wartime. like superheroes and it's some like it, like wartime presidents typically do very well because everyone's like scared yeah. and yeah. they need someone to basically put some stuff into place and and then it's it's kind of um like psychological such as true daddy <laughs> he's our daddy <laughs> he's our- <laughs> so and this is like our people call it core yeah. right this is our fucking yeah. war we don't have world war ii we have this fucking sure thing. and i think that about- which is so fitting for a stupid fucking useless generation but i anyway, think that about doug um, ford too i'm like more want to thing. just believe in him because i'm scared and i want to believe in him and therefore and not yeah. that he's doing something wrong that's just the way it goes it's almost like a, a positive am, for them um, to be in power right I now. am partial to the, like, sort of populist... Uh, oh, no, absolutely. Like, just... At, what do you call it? Um, the way they talk. <laughs> they, they they are better at kind of communicating like humans if they are politicians. Rhetoric. Like, they, they are politicians. You could tell that, like, like Trump, for example, he's clearly a politician, but the difference between him and, like, the Democrats is that he has incredible political instinct like he knows how to like kind of play to people and it is I, I get like how mesmerizing it is when you're used to people sticking to like a script like there's so many Canadian politicians that 
speak in this very formulaic matter where it's mm-hmm. like Canadians know we need more birds. That's why today we've enacted the More Birds Act. And it's just like it's like that over and over again. <laughs> and like there's just nothing there. And I'm just like, what even are you? Like there are these like um professional uh, managerial like human resources types where did you guys ever watch parks and Rec? i just finished yes. re-watching it like two days ago it reminds me of that um when ben wyatt is working in washington under like, he's making the campaign for that guy and the guy finally comes into the office and he's just like smiling at them and he's like hey yeah the weather's great today isn't it or something and then he like goes into the office and sits it's down and he's just at smiling the wall. and staring <laughs> at the wall yeah and they're like what is he doing like and they open the door and they're like hi and he just turns the and goes hi weather's nice today isn't it and then they leave and they're like oh my god he's a robot Um, (laughs) guys i think this should really settle this whole argument nana thinks doug ford's doing a job um and that's really all the information we need what was her quote again she said something like she's like he's normally a moron and you know he's doing a pretty good job and she said it out of nowhere with no provocation and i was like all right i accept that i would love i would really love for a leftist politician to harness that like populist energy though like it's like they both sides have these both different things going for them and if someone with the right policies could have that sort of like human fucking like energized like not like yes, such a fucking yes. robot like that they would i think they could do really well <sighs> jack layton would have for done decades. such a good job right now yeah <laughs> he, he was like the last sort of uh ndp candidate who kind of had that going for him um, mm-hmm. um but do you guys kind of want to just quickly touch on how other provinces have been doing with everything yes what have you read about Yes. Also, real quick, I guess I am pretty subjective because I did meet Doug Ford and he was a gentleman. (laughs) Because when we went to get a photo taken, his hand hovered over my hip. That's right. He kept he kept a healthy distance from my hip to his hand. He was practicing social distancing before it was on trend. Completely like self protection (laughs) on his part. No, of course. He was probably like briefed, like never touch a young woman. Never touch women. Yeah. Never, ever, Especially ever, 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 ever. Um, yeah, please um, put that up on the Instagram and put Doug Ford practicing social distancing <laughs> before it was popular. Please do. Um, okay. So um, yeah. Will. So other provinces. What have you read about other um, provinces? So BC and Alberta are both uh, said to be doing better at flattening the curve. Um, Alberta mm. specifically, I believe. Ontario and Quebec seem to be in a little more trouble. I read today that Ontario, uh, part of the issue is that we have such a low testing per population, um, to which Doug Ford said was unacceptable and we need to do more testing. But they're trying to measure more by yeah, hospitalizations, <laughs> but I think that's still difficult. But anyways, Ontario and Quebec are doing worse than Alberta and BC. I, I did read, there's like a little like list of all the provinces and when they started doing shutdowns. And um, BC and like those Western provinces shut down like a lot earlier. Well, like a couple weeks earlier, I think, than Ontario and Quebec. And yeah. also, I read someone speculating that snowbirds coming from Florida to Ontario and Quebec that would have like really, oh right, accelerated <laughs> the problem. <laughs> yeah, I also I read that. Well, I kind of looked into how provinces differed in their responses. So like number one with their testing, their communication, and then financial aid, like the differences in what the population are receiving. But for the (laughs) communication aspect, 
Alberta um, <coughs> health officials began like immediately when <laughs> they noticed that. Oh, no. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Immediately when health officials noticed that it was uh, that cases were being linked to community spread, they told the public immediately. They're like, okay, we've had two cases that it wasn't just travel related. And then this further tightened the rules. And then which then had ramifications on how health co-workers and the public responded. Whereas Ontario, for example, there used to be like a daily update pertaining to a, a detailed account of each new COVID case where it said like, uh, like the sex of the person, the age, and if they had traveled. And then you started to see that information was missing because they kind of lost track of where it was coming from. And I think they were late on the boat of telling people, wow, it's actually like, it is spreading in the community as opposed to like, like you're not just safe because you didn't travel. Right. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I I saw that what this one man on Twitter say um, in terms of BC doing really well. Um, and in particular, Vancouver, may I respectfully conjecture that a large portion of our population has been far more aware of the dangers of this pestilence and hence took evasive measures weeks ahead of average Canadians. Do you know what he's talking about? Pestilence! Sorry, I just had to say that. He's, so uh, I think he's referring to the large uh, population of Chinese immigrants in BC and in particular Vancouver. And it sounds like they were a lot more aware of the problem earlier than anyone because or more likely to be aware of it, because obviously if your family is like in China, then there would have been more awareness of the um, severity of the problem. So that could also be a hypothetical factor, at least for BC, perhaps. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I also read that in the Yukon, um, the government is going to be providing uh, cell phones with four-month service plans on them for free to vul- vulnerable women, which is kind of a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they're really going to like roll that out. It's like calling all vulnerable women. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gonna- <laughs> please identify yourselves, vulnerable women. Can you please just... <laughs> yeah. It's like they're saying that it's um, the women eligible for the phones are like homeless, experiencing or fleeing violence or in like a precarious situation to in regards to accessing resources. But it's like, do you have to apply for it or are they just like, here's the phone for you? They might just have them like at shelters and stuff and places that they would normally go and like social assistance offices. I don't know. But I guess you're not really supposed to. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, It is a weird thing, but, like, cool. (laughs) Yeah, um, heart's in the right place and all that. Alberta is removing, like, regulations, the reporting requirements for environmental stuff because I guess they're trying to, like, reduce the burden on corporations right now. But obviously some people are thinking Mm -hmm. that this is just going to kind of – this is just, like, a way for them to – it's like the shock doctrine hypothesis – Naomi Klein's shock doctrine hypothesis where they're just kind of sneaking stuff in while everyone's distracted and like freaking out um that's gonna Mm -hmm. fuck things up further in the long run but I don't know well I mean this is also true of like the ring of fire they're just beginning to do all that shit on that as well like I think it was the beginning of March what's the ring of fire um the Ring of Fire is an area in like northern Ontario that um has like a huge untapped like area that they want to start mining and it's full of like what is it called? I think like chromite or something like that but um it's like they've been wanting to do it for a really really long time and Ford's government 
was like, okay, we're doing it. And it, like at the beginning of March, like only a couple of weeks ago, he sat down with like the First Nation communities and like the companies and everything, and they all reached an agreement. So like that's happening, but you don't do not see anything about that in the news like at all. Mm. And like it's a huge environmental thing. And they're having to, like, make roads and, like, obviously bring a shit ton of people in and, like, all this shit. At least they met with the First Nations communities, though. But It's going to be... Yeah. It's going to be a very different world. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, a Corona break. Corona break. So did everyone drop... Did everyone watch the new Drake video? Yeah, Drake, our Toronto boy. He never stops reminding people he's from Toronto. Toronto is in Canada. Sickening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the video. um, I saw. I was like, I scrolled very briefly down the YouTube comments, and someone wrote, "Drake is single-handedly funding the marble industry." A hundred percent. I agree. (laughs) His home is very strange. Like, there's just marble. Oh, marble. Oh, okay. Marble. His house is ugly. Why do rich people have such ugly houses? Yeah, and there were like warts and all the glass cases and shit too. I'm like, yeah, it looks like a shitty Las Vegas penthouse hotel or something. Yeah, it's somewhere where someone would take baby tigers. Um, yeah, I, it kept like focusing in on different rooms and they just looked like, like with the blue light and pink light, they were like weird sex yeah. rooms. It had the I, same I, energy I as the sex, the sex house, house that you, we saw with you, Brayden. Um, yeah. It had the he, same energy. He invented a dance, I guess. Um, what's the song the called? Toosie Slide. Toosies? I don't know. He tells you how to do it in it's the song. It's such a such a like really very transparent dance. way to go viral, I guess. Yeah, I know. Like he's really reaching there. I found really the video reaching. very boring. Yeah, it's very. How about you guys? It was so boring. Am I like missing something? I was something? like, I don't want to. No, it's literally you're just following him walking around in his track pants with his face covered, rapping. So you, you don't even know if he's solidarity. even saying the words. Like, folk. He he could be just saying like butts, butts, butts over and over again. Like you don't even know what he's saying. I assume he's I like know. meant to do it to like like Sonia just said and show solidarity because his face is covered and he's alone in his mansion and he shows the empty streets but again it's a little tone deaf and yeah. it's like look how rich I am and you are not in a mansion yeah. but I mean maybe <laughs> people will like it I don't fucking know I feel like there's okay so the comedian Chris Fleming who's very funny uh, he tweeted a long time ago how did they get us to forget that Beyonce was in gold member? There must be a system of lights that they're using to like <laughs> get us forget to forget. That. And I feel that way about Drake and Degrassi. I'm like, hello. But he, how he, does this yeah. guy have like rap cred? But he, like, he he's mentions adored. it all the time, the Degrassi thing. Yeah, he, he had him. Does I he? Never he had the Degrassi thing, like, and I yeah. never forget Foxy Cleopatra. I literally quote that I'm bitch from the yeah, daily. You really no, Dra- Drake do. has Foxy Cleopatra. <laughs> Drake has a music video with like other people from Degrassi in it. So if he leans into it, oh, I'm so uninformed. I thought that we all just forgot about it, and we were gonna pretend no, that he was no, like no, a yeah, cool. Yeah, I think he had a Degrassi reunion from like the streets he was in a wheelchair i don't think he's i think his brand (laughs) i don't think his brand has ever been that he he, like was hard done by i'm pretty sure he had wealthy parents didn't he he started from the bottom yeah oh right that was a thing but he worked at shoppers like he was like a middle class (laughs) 
But like he started from the bottom in his relative yeah, sliding that's what scale. I mean from like middle class. In that I guess um, started from the middle class and now he's here. There, I mean, even if he if he just like wasn't in Degrassi, like if he was just like a middle class, like I guess like good for you for bringing Toronto, putting Toronto on the map a little bit more. But like it's just f- so funny to me. Like <laughs> I remember a long time ago, <laughs> I-, I stumbled on this on, remember the stumble upon that it would just like send you oh, random yeah. websites based on your interests. And it was like this article by Bo- Ghostface Killa on raps and hustles.com. And he wrote a list of the top 10 softest rappers in the game. And Drake was the top three, number two, and top one <laughs> softest rapper in the game. And I think in the second one, he called him like wheelchair Jimmy or something like that. And he was like, just wheelchair look at this guy. <laughs> this guy's this guy's soft. He is pretty soft. Like he has pretty much nothing to say about anything, you know? I feel like I, I don't know anything about like this type of music, like pop, hip hop. <laughs> But like, <laughs> you sounded like a mom. Yeah, yeah I know. I sound like a fucking pop, idiot. But crap. Well, it is. It's, it's pop, and but it's like a hip hop pop. But um, I feel like he started the whole like, uh, like really boring fucking like one note like na 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 na. I'm going, and then I'm going over his, here, his, and then I'm going over there, da- and that's the whole song. His dance is really fucking stupid and basic too. It reminds me of like learning square dancing in gym class. Terrible. But, yes. but I think that's kind that of I'm just so stupid, but I think that's kind of like trendy with TikTok stuff. They do like basic dances. Mm-hmm. It is like that's why he's doing it. Well, because then everyone will be able to do it. Because if he did like a skillful move, then but it's a weird. Everyone would <laughs> not be able to <laughs> succeed. Drake just hits us with this complicated contemporary dance. So two black twists, one front flip, and then the splits. And I call it the Drakey Drakey. The Drakey I was looking more up about his house after I watched the video and he said that he wanted it to be like a Versailles in Toronto and that he wanted it like all Art Deco themed and it's just it's very ugly. None of that is accurate. None of that. Also, who the fuck, like, what a thing to do with your money. Hi, I have money, therefore I must make my home look like the most fucking expensive home dwelling that has ever existed on planet Earth. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I mean, I'm more offended that it's just so ugly. Yeah, Go back ugly. to Degrassi. Agreed. I <laughs> yeah, man. Go back to Degrassi, man. <laughs> Okay. Um, now, chair. okay. Corona. The Corona distraction is over. We're back to Corona. Back to real it's life, guys. Done. It's a hard fucking Corona life out there. Um, White House was asked to stop sending some masks to Canada, weren't they? Was asked some. Well, uh, sorry. The White House asked the company to stop oh, sending I was masks like, what? to Canada. So Donald, President Donald Trump. Uh, I forgot his name was Donald. So <laughs> we should weird. refer to him just as Donald. No, but then like, that oh, reminds me of Donald. our friend. Just like Donald. Imagine Donald. Yeah, funny. Do you his name him? isn't Donald. His name is Shout Donnie. Shout out to Donnie. I'm just going to read what he said because clearly I can't like speak off the cuff very well. We hit 3M hard today after seeing what they were doing with their masks. 
P-Act all the way. Big surprise to many in government as to what they were doing. We'll have a big price to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the company was saying that they can't keep up with demand, that they cannot manufacture enough masks. So but uh, they were sending masks to Canada and other countries. And Donald Trump invoked some protectionist measures to be like, well, if you don't have enough masks to go around, then you are going to keep them here in America rather than selling them to the highest better better elsewhere. But of course, as Canadians, we kind of want those masks. So there was a little bit of a scatuffle between Canadian and American officials Did about you this. And it just points to another, a little bit of a scatuffle, <gasps> yes. Um, so, oh, I forgot what I was, oh yeah, globalization. Once again, supply chains, we're all interconnected. If one thing happens here, it fucks things up over there. We really need to rethink this whole system. Like, it kind of makes sense to me if there's not, literally not enough product to go around that they would keep it in America, who they have a huge demand for it right now as well. Yeah, like everything's fine now, but like I did get there. Yeah, like I get it. Like I want the mask, <laughs> I want everyone to Sonya have masks, wants the but masks. I also understand... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I want the mask all to my myself. I don't want anyone else to have mine. Uh, the, yeah, the main uh, big issue with it was basically that he was going to uh, damage the close relationship between Canada and the states. I think that was further worsened by, I believe, when they closed the borders, Trump was saying he was going to put armed guards at the borders. And it was, yeah, yeah, no one's so like trying. Like, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the states has more of the virus than us. Like, we need to be keeping you out. That was so funny. So. He was literally just yeah. criticized by like everybody for that. <laughs> it's so silly. Well, he was just. He was pandering to his base. There's also contention around the whole thing because isn't the pulp that's made, the pulp is made in BC that makes up the 3M masks. Hmm. So we like make some of the materials, right? Yes and no. Like I saw some people saying that, but then I saw people countering it and saying, no, there's no pulp in these masks. And they're saying America uh, manufactures more pulp anyway. We don't need you. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Trudeau Trudeau specifically acknowledged it too and said they wouldn't be doing anything retaliatory towards it. And I think um, Doug Ford was also kind of publicly frustrated with it. Yeah, he said... Never again in the history of Canada should we ever be holden to countries around the world or companies around the world for the safety and well-being for the people of Canada. I'm not going to rely on President Trump. I'm not going to rely on any prime minister or president from any country ever again. See, that seems a bit harsh. (laughs) Uh, But again... Just going all the way over to the other side. Yeah, that honestly seems like a Trump response to a Trump (laughs) issue. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's something you need to think about in the future because it's true. You can't. Yeah, uh, it's coming to fruition. You can't rely on other like if suppose um, it wasn't done out of malice. But like in China, for example, they couldn't send gowns to places because of um, viral shit going on. It wasn't because they like didn't want to. It just like something shuts down halfway across the world like well if you don't manufacture any of it in your own country you're fucked i i agree i totally agree with what he's saying but it was kind it just seemed like an emotional response like fuck yeah never again never again it's like well that seems like something we need to discuss before deciding (laughs) 
we'll become the number one mask manufacturer yeah. in all the world. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think also this is interesting. The discourse around this was interesting because protectionism used to be a leftist policy. Like it used mm-hmm. to be like, duh, protectionism is to protect the workers and the people in your own country so that you're not just selling shit to the highest bidder. You're not um, undermining the workers in your own country, blah, blah, blah. But it's so interesting how things change. And now it's seen now Trump is espousing protectionism and um people who are so-called on the left are saying um you know i i obviously you're gonna be uh people are gonna take issue with that specific situation i'm not saying that but uh, the broader conversation around protectionism um is just it's it's kind of flipped and it just shows again how those old lines of left versus right are really changing they're realigning and it almost doesn't really make sense to think about things in those terms anymore um, so I thought that was interesting, too. So, to me, it kind of seems on track, like historically with the American policy of the, their individualism and what they did in the war too to isolate themselves. Um, it, to, to me, it seemed par for the course for the states, even historically, just that they would. Well, well, it's individual. It's not individualism because it's 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 more um, your country first and like your people first. So in that sense, it's co- collectivism because individualism Sorry, to me um, would be more every individual on the planet like it's it's a doggy dog whoever can afford the masks gets them I, whoever's I meant the highest more, bidder gets them i meant more individual as a country i guess that would be collectivist oh, but uh i guess like nationalism yeah nationalism um yeah. well what's the term for what they did during the war uh was it called ice is- isolation isolationism yeah. which now that word has a different meaning i think but um it's it kind of to me it was reminiscent of that that uh we kind of close off to other countries in a time of crisis yeah well but but yeah that's uh that is though when things were kind of seen more in that um left right traditional dynamic mm-hmm. um, but then it like it always it never works out that way you know like even in world war ii when canada was like oh we're trying to keep safe we'll just have like a like an air base here and train pilots that's how we'll get involved in the war but then at the end of the day like conscription happened because that's what was needed so everything always changes like you can try to do shit like that but it won't work out but then corona will come along it'll and get you it'll just stink and get it'll ya. get you okay last topic some changes are happening Ooh, tell in us case you haven't noticed changes <laughs> I, I kind of purposely stayed oblivious to them so you could read them. Me too. Me too. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's have some yeah. fun. Don Tapscott wrote this article. So he's talking about different things, different shifts that are happening and speculating on which ones are going to last. And we can talk a little bit about those. Consider the following, he oh. says. The ascendancy of online shopping. Of course, online shopping has been growing for a while, but he's saying, you know... This will just be the way. Brick and mortar retailers are dying left right and center um restaurants are dying so you know is this gonna last are we gonna get used to ordering freaking everything i think it might yeah it could be the nail in the coffin for because even with groceries and stuff too like i know dylan was saying that at his work like people don't even bother coming to the grocery store anymore it's just like everybody does that like i forget what the app is called click and collect yeah i think there's a a couple of them but it's just like people in his store of like of those companies just get getting people's groceries which is like why the fuck not you know just sit there order your groceries yeah i used to do that too but i think now i think that was more of a convenience thing now but i think the nail in the coffin is going to be now people are going to be overly concerned about safety and sanitation so i i really do feel like that will 
also like well, all these stores that go out of business like when they go out of business they're done and then that just gives larger retailers even more market share and you know that might just be it for them maybe forever <laughs> it's just gonna be amazon and that's it <laughs> yeah, the streets like, are gonna look parks so sad Re- speaking of parks and rec i was just watching the final season and it's in the future oh, yeah. and they're like one of america's like three eight companies, companies. yeah <laughs> yeah they're like all blended into one it's like coke <laughs> fucking kfc it's all just yeah. like one conglomerate uh-huh I saw one funny tweet that was, I think I posted it in the Discord, actually. It was like, uh, the two, the only two jobs that are going to exist soon are Amazon fulfillment worker and, like, online internet yeah. prostitute. Yeah, sex worker. <laughs> That's accurate. It's very dark. Okay, the next prediction, the <laughs> end of cash. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I used coins or bills anywhere, he says. Me neither. Um, if we can't use cash in a crisis, do we need cash in normal times? I don't think so. I literally Uh, never, the only time I ever have cash is if I receive cash for like Christmas or a birthday present or something and then it runs out and I'm like, all right, back to the card. Like never have it. So he's predicting that, uh, it's just going to be totally eliminated and apparently the banks are working on digital cash. So aside from credit or debit, like sort of something that just uh, clears and settles immediately. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So I guess they're kind of trying to do like a Bitcoin thing, but without all the fucking terrible problems of Bitcoin. Um, but I don't know. Like I cash is another one of those. I never fucking use it ever, ever, ever. But I do have like a fondness for having like coins in your pocket. Yeah, and, like, being or in a kid your car. Five dollar bill. Get a coffee to- with your toonie, you know. But I I remember when they got rid of the penny and I thought that was going to be logistically and emotionally a bigger deal and it happened so quickly and I like forget (laughs) and they existed immediately. I forgot about the penny too. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's going to be such a change in culture and society and like a a week (laughs) later it's like, oh no, it like really didn't make a difference. They were right to have eliminated it. When we were cleaning Dylan's like house, we had this little like chest or whatever and I found a plastic bag and I lifted up. I was like, this is so heavy and we looked in it and it was just a bag full of pennies and we just like looked at each other and we're like i i guess we'll throw this out like (laughs) you should you You can sell it on the merch website (laughs) no they're in the trash yeah they're gone bag full the banks won't take them anymore will they i'm not sure i think i thought thought the banks had to take them yeah uh maybe not i know it just it wasn't worth the amount of work (laughs) no (laughs) jenna i want to hear your fond memories tell us about the coin memories (laughs) you can just hear her muttering in the back (laughs) (laughs) i used to collect like special quarters that were you're one of those fucking nerds yeah Uh, and then (laughs) and then every uh year my parents would get me like a special coin for christmas oh my god and then i also have memories of my nana and i rolling all of her coins and then going to the bank and depositing them so that was exciting but now i like that is all a mere memory because now like coins to me are just associated with like a laundromat (laughs) and uh paying like forgetting to pay my parking in toronto because like the coin thing is stuck and so i'm like fuck it i'm running in to get a coffee and then getting a ticket immediately i actually like hate like the people who keep special quarters and coins and shit like no offense jenna but like when i'm when i'm working (laughs) and like someone's like taking forever to fucking pay with all their change and then they're like oh no not that one that's a special one i'm like fuck off like it's a goddamn quarter like (laughs) 
Oh, I've never no, heard of that. That's, that's okay. Weird. I mean, you can rip on it. It I happens was eight, all so. the th- yeah. <laughs> like you should grow out of it at a certain age. Like, what are you really gonna do with that quarter with a little bit of blue on it that says like fucking remember the whales or bullshit? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I like having like a toonie and a loonie. Yeah, yeah I, I like toonies cool. and loonies too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, toonie and loonie. My, <laughs> was my main issue with coins and cash is that I don't treat it as real money. Like, I'm like, it's totally oh, you disposable. know, there's like forty. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, there's 40 bucks in my wallet. That doesn't count as my overall income. Like, yeah, no, same. Exactly. I agree with that. That's yeah. why. That's interesting. I, I've, I've heard people say that, but I'm the opposite. It's like, it's there and I can like it's see just it. Like and like, nothing. I have to give it to someone like with with hand to hand. And I'm like, they're taking my money. That's like, like <laughs> I don't know. With the, with a card, it's just like an invisible transaction. I'm like, who even knows how much money is in there or out there? or It's all just when... Lies. When I used to work as a, <laughs> I when I used to work as a server, I would like keep all my tips, and then I would just put my paychecks into my bank account. But like my tip money, I would make a lot of money in tips, and like I probably could have saved a decent amount. But I was like, no, this is cash for spending, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I did the same thing with my tips. It would be like hundreds of dollars, and yeah. I never knew how much I had. I'd be like, just take it from the tip fund. <laughs> I, I don't know. As soon as yeah. it was in the bank, it became right. serious. <laughs> exactly all right we all love cash but are we gonna love the comeback of global institutions in what way so he talks next about how after the second world war we built like the united nations the world bank and all those fucking organizations no one knows what they do uh the world health organization um and and then we kind of like forgot about them sort of and then now they're making a comeback apparently (laughs) Uh, so we're relying on them now because of this global catastrophe. So he's saying that's gonna, it's gonna be more, guess, we're gonna have more I guess of those. it's like during the war times too, like they had to like open like huge new departments to like oversee rationing and like shit like that, you know? It's just like, what are the issues that we are facing now that there are new institutions for that would remain after? Yeah. Well, not necessarily new ones, but just the kind of like a active, more, um, kind of? active and like we are like giving a shit that they are there and they have more sway like the world health organization obviously uh everyone's looking to them like what do we do right. <laughs> <laughs> whereas maybe before everyone was like i don't know they come out with fucking statements all the time and i'm like whatever uh-huh. yeah i'm i'm all for it global institutions yeah, i'm into it i like them me too we are one <laughs> yeah, we, are. we are one <laughs> i mean we'll see okay the triumph of online education so as we have seen, uh, shit's going online and people have mixed feelings about it. I'm fully okay with it, but I can totally understand why some people wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, I think it's, sorry. I think that, <laughs> I, <hate the> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like, I literally could not stop myself from doing that. Um, uh, I, I think there's a real, real need for kids to socialize and stuff. Oh, but in terms of ad- at least adult education, I'm fine with it. I, I was already doing school online. I think there is but a I huge merit. Elementary to... school should be done in person. I agree. But I also do think that like in post-secondary education, there really is so much value in like educational intelligent discussion in a classroom setting with a teacher there you know and your peers so it's hard to yeah I'm really worried about this because I'm like like I'm like you Brayden where I'm like much more of a better independent learner and like online learning kind of suits 
like a hectic schedule more and blah 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 I get that but universities have been on such a decline in terms of like reputation Mm -hmm. and it's been a lot more about getting as many students in and making as much money as possible and then this is just going to allow them to do that even more because you just can like throw your shit online and you don't even have to think very much about what you're teaching or how you're going to get your students engaged um and and yeah like i just feel like this is gonna fuck like universities even more and it's just gonna make degrees even more of a joke if everything's i think it also depends on like the class too because there are certain things that like you're just not gonna remember unless there's like an animated story that goes with it you know what i mean like it's just gonna fall out of your brain as soon as you. i mean yeah if you have a like certain introductory courses that are just kind of like yeah you can read the key terms like certain certifications i understand why they're done online because it's just like you just need to learn this shit and you need to like tell me that you learned it and then that's it but like definitely upper year classes where you're getting deeper into the material as much as like look i fucking hate going to class and i went to like two percent of my undergrad it was a joke but like that wasn't good for me (laughs) like i didn't learn anything you know what and this is what i'm thinking kindergarten to grade five in class grade five to grade 12 online because no one needs that shit going through middle school and high school guys I had a good time horrible in, high school. in the halls okay well <laughs> now they have cyberbullying, jenna though they would have just got you oh on true a, yeah. MSN. <laughs> i i like like they can get school. me anywhere i didn't have a problem with it i liked a lot of my teachers too like a lot of my teachers were sick and i still remember them as some of the best teachers i've had Okay, a society of clean freaks. Yes. So people are saying, have you heard people say, you know how after the Great Depression, people would like save and hoard food because they had mm-hmm. this like traumatic like response or whatever that they could never get rid of. So after this, are we all going to be a bunch of freaky OCD hand washing I don't even think it will be like uh, like a neurotic OCD thing. I think it'll, it's just becoming a little bit more habitual now. Like even I know every time I get into my car now, like Dylan and I just have like Lysol wipes just sitting like in the car and we just wipe down the steering wheel, the handle, our hands and then like throw it in a bag. So it's like that I'm just kind of getting used to now and I've noticed myself just doing it. But I don't think it's like an obsessive thing. I think it's just like we will that will happen just because everything is becoming habitual. I think I think it will likely trigger some people that were already on the verge of kind of having OCD, like the cleaning type of OCD. Mm-hmm. I think certainly that could push people over the edge. But overall, I, I, I don't see it changing that much in the long t- term, because although this is a global pandemic, other countries have had epidemics and health crisis. And I've never heard that they've changed into like a society of clean, clean freaks. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. Very true. Good point. Um, the destigmatization of government. So obviously we're relying on the government, um, as we talked about, uh, even DOFO has warmed up to, you know, government spending in times of crises to help people. So is this going to warm people up to government centralized actions more and like more government spending? I think it will if it's going to the right places. I think it's encouraging to see like just what this whole crisis is shedding light upon with like workers and like underpayment and all of the issues within our system. So I think people are putting more trust into the government because they are reacting to that right now. So it's like if they're reacting to it now, then they kind of have to react to it in the future. Maybe that I don't know. I th- maybe going back to what Brayden you were saying with Ford um and Ainsley about how you know we're going to have to see how 
the politicians continue to act or if they go back to their old tricks, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean... It's a tough one. He says here, libertarianism as an ideology is in deep trouble. Libertarianism is dead. Like, those guys were so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they were like, everyone should just look out for themselves and it'll all work itself out. It's like, no, that's absolutely not true. The strong will crush the weak. The rich will eat the poor. It works if everybody is in solitary confinement and they don't interact with anyone else or need anything from anyone else. Like, you can go live in the mountain by yourself and be a libertarian then fine, but doesn't work in a society. Well, it totally backfired on them too because like the 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 class that ascended to be like the rich and powerful was not, I think, politically aligned with them. So it just kind of shows, you know, careful careful what you wish for with that stuff. This leads into it. He says we need to get serious about a universal basic income. Yeah. What do you guys think about I that? I think that's we need to get great. serious. Because in in the in the <laughs> guys, fun time is over. <laughs> yeah, we were having fun with universal basic income. Now, certain it's countries time. that have implemented it or have implemented something close to it, like every, it's just like statistically everything is going up. Like people are happier. There's less crime. There's like less violence. Like like just everything is better. So I don't know how it would have any negative effects in my opinion well it could um like they don't know exactly but to my knowledge they've tried it in three like small places for a very short amount of time um to different no just around the world in canada they they started trying it they did a pilot in ontario Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really a universal basic income it was just like cash um uh giving money to very poor people um so it was basically basic income. Yeah, for, wasn't for it like thirteen hundred dollars a month or something like that? It, it was depending on how much you earned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but that got shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, that pilot got shut down. But I, I don't know because, like, on the one hand, of course, I want. I think that there should be redistribution of wealth. One hundred percent is universal basic income the best way to do it. I don't know. Some think that it would just end up like making you know rent go up right because if everyone's income is going up by like x amount then rent is simply going to go up by x amount and it's just going to be a wash um and also it might kind of increase precarity because it's like now companies are like oh i don't have to fucking help you out at all because everyone gets universal basic income so i could just even treat you more like shit Mm. um so those are the potential problems with that um, but obviously, we don't know how it actually work out until it was actually implemented. Yeah, until it's like widely rolled out. Maybe it would be good. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it, I see more positives for it. Um, also, in terms of looking at this corona situation, like the amount of um, companies and organizations who will never be able to recover from this, as like a lot of people are still recovering from like 2008, I think that so many positions will be lost. And, you know, as technology progresses too. I mean, workers are going to be replaced mm-hmm. and I don't think there's going to be as many jobs unless we start manufacturing everything in Canada because we don't trust anyone <laughs> oh, else. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a job at a mask making facility. Let's make yeah, our own. I, I am particularly concerned. No, not particularly. That's into douchey. But like, um, I'm worried that my work isn't actually going to open up again because it was kind of a small business. It is a small business. And I'm, I am really concerned about finding a job after because there is going to be such a high competition for jobs, um, especially a job that was decently paying millennials got fucked first we got the 2008 financial crisis yeah. and now we got this yeah 
It's like every time I'm about to graduate, there's a fucking recession. It's like, sweet, yeah, there's a there's a meme going around like, did everyone feel like your life was just about to come together when this happened? And I was like, hundred percent. Like, I bought a fucking house. And yeah, it's like, no, yeah. psych. I really did feel like the other shoe was gonna drop. So I guess here we are. Yeah, all of us pessimists it's are fucking snowing right once again. It was snowing here last night, just like a little bit. It was kind of weird. I didn't appreciate yeah, that. Okay, last one. The virtual workplace. So obviously a lot of people are working from home now. Um, you know, do we want to institute more permanent changes to make that happen? Because there's a lot of people who commute to work who probably don't have 100%. to. Like their jobs are mostly done on the computer. So that could be a commute saved and also just giving people more time to be at home. You know, that kind of could really solve the childcare problem mm-hmm. for a lot of families obviously not all jobs are conducive to being done online but i don't know what do you think first of all is it a good thing and second of all do you think that that will be sustainable i think i think it uh, i think it does uh, also draw attention to the fact that internet is a utility not a luxury yeah especially if people now right. all are working from home and um students in public schools are expected to now do school from home yeah it should be everywhere like yes. everybody should have fast internet no matter where you are but do you think, what do you think, do you think companies are going to be like amenable to people working from home, like continuing to work from home? I think they're going to have to be and, and probably will prefer to be because it's co- probably a cost saver for them too. Um, someone yeah. I know, uh, I just won't say their name because I don't know if they're comfortable with it, but they were started to work from home and their company said if they survive through this and they, they're probably going to switch everything to people working from home. Yeah, you save money renting out a space, office supplies. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, like, just hiring people to manage the office and just, like, janitors. Like, literally so many costs cut if you just work from home. But also it's, like, maybe some people don't want to work from home. You know, it's, like, what are the mental implications of that as well? Because I know that, like, if I got up in the morning and had to, like, work at my house all day and then I was done work and I was, like, still at my house, I'd be, like... Oh, everything is melting into one, you know, like it'd be hard. A lot of companies don't trust their employees also, um, or they like are really into like culture, like, you know, the workplace culture. We need to like hanging pods. You need need to come in and like um, you need to be here, basically. Uh, And for certain jobs and certain people, that might be better or worse. um, But that's also a factor. I love working from home. I, I don't get it. Everyone at school is always like, I can't get any work done at home. And I'm like, you don't fucking get work done here. <laughs> but you feel like you're getting work done because you're you, you went, you know, you're like, oh, I spent like 10 hours at school today. I must have gotten a lot of work done. You didn't. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I just I like do. having my food and coffee here and like being able to play music. Sorry, go ahead, Braden. I was going to say I, I I do fall more on that side that I do more work when I leave the house. And same same with going to the gym. Like, it's a lot harder for me to work out at home just to find the motivation. I think that actual going into work does motivate me. However, I don't know if it's so, so beneficial that that much of an industry has to exist for people like my benefits. Like, I think it's more of a habitual thing and adjustments can be made. Yeah, like a case by case analysis kind of thing. At least reduce work hours. Like 40 hours of work a week yeah, is too much. Yeah, especially in an office in where you're like sitting in a fucking terrible chair. I and just for think commuters, it's too fucking much. Like, mm, yeah, horrible. people. Most it's totally normal to commute an hour a day, crazy. an hour there and an hour back. So that's like ten hours a day that, of your life that are just gone. Yeah. 
and then you just like work for the weekend and but you can't even enjoy your sunday because you're just thinking about going to work the next day like it's horrible and the traffic yeah, I mean, my, my one roommate she does like half work at home half work in the office because she mainly just goes into you know meet with all her co-workers and kind of go over things so maybe reducing the amount of days you do have to go in but then it's like because if they, so if many they do com- reduce that then the company is do you think that they would even like want to pay rent on a like an office or whatever if people are going to like reduce their i don't know they'd still yeah. probably need some sort of headquarters it just might be it just might look different um, It'll be a tiny room with one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> overseeing <laughs> with like little bugs in everyone's computers to make sure that they're working from home or something oh, like God. fucked up. Like there's no way they'll let us have this. They'll make yeah. it fucked. <laughs> they'll be like, okay, you can work from home, but That's we're gonna like put surveillance make sure you're not up. happy about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> work is not for enjoying. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. All right. Okay, enough. Yeah. Enough of speculation. <laughs> enough. And corona. It's been a long ass time. Um anyway, okay, absolute unit of the week is the Wu Tang clan for donating to the Ottawa Food Bank. This is the random love we need right now, says Nar City. Wu Tang clan still fucking exists. I know, that's how I felt. I was like, wow, throwback. Did, what is their latest choice. like album? Like, have they released uh, anything in the did, last did century? Did you expect us to... Yeah, like, I'm going to whip out, like, <laughs> their discography. Okay, why um, are we shit-talking the Wu-Tang Clan? They did something yeah, nice. Yeah, they're doing a good thing. <laughs> Here's what they said. They said, we got you, Ottawa Food Bank. Just made a donation ourselves. Appreciate Canada holding us down all these years. To our Canadian brothers at Strombo, blah, 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 all these people. So, hashtag fight hunger, hashtag Ottawa. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Do they have an actual sure. connection to Ottawa or did they just choose? After an Ottawa cannabis company's co-owner speculatively tagged Wu-Tang Clan in a message about the scheme to raise money, the rap group stepped up. I guess he mm. just do you tweeted think, at them and they went for it. Do you think the actual absolute unit is the person who tweeted at them? Uh, I'd like to keep, I'd like to keep it the Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan. Okay. They, they, tr- they fucking, uh, what do you call it? Um... What do you call it when you move through time? Time travel. Time travel. Time tra- <laughs> yes, they time traveled from the 90s. <laughs> I cannot think of it. They, you they basically time traveled said from it. the 90s to today. What do you call it when you travel through time? Time travel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know, man. So, hour, we're at an hour and a half. So, so we want to try a thing where if you guys are listening and you have an absolute unit, we would really appreciate some help choosing one each week um some ways you can get that to us is if you uh follow us on instagram at terry foxy ladies and you can message us um twitter at the same thing terry foxy ladies uh, i don't know what our youtube is <laughs> someone else nor that. do i terry foxy ladies podcast terry oh, okay so well, right any across platform, the board just <laughs> yeah. follow us and message if us you can google us surely you know how to google <laughs> yeah dear listeners but, but it would be cool you know. if you guys could Tell us your absolute units and maybe we'll choose you and give you a shout out. If it's good enough. We're not going to just choose anyone, just to be clear. Sonia, that's not very encouraging. I want them to be the best they can be. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. So, keep wash your hands. Keep Thanks safe. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Build that mask empire in Canada. 
if yeah if doug ford's listening i could probably use a job at one of these (laughs) 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 these mask sites i don't remember the word for factory oh my god (laughs) see it see it fucking happens no sonny yours is much worse 